You are listening to your new puppies podcast, starting you and your dog off on the right paw. Here's your host, Debbie Salento. Hello, and welcome to episode 76 of Your New Puppies Podcast. I'm Debbie, and this is part two of a two-part series where I'm talking about the different leash walking tools. Part one, which was episode 75, was all about leashes. And now we need something to attach the leash to. So here I'm going to talk about collars and harnesses. So same thing as with the leashes. I'll talk about the different types, the pros, the cons, what my go-tos are, some comments specifically about puppies, and then I'll go into the ones I don't use and don't recommend. So the most common one is just the typical flat collar, which is just the collar that we put on our dog, we clip it, maybe their tags hang from it, maybe their name and your phone number is etched into the actual collar, and they kind of wear it every day. It's their identification. Maybe you're clipping a leash to it to take them out for a walk, but just about every dog out there has that type of collar. A second type, which is very similar to the flat collar and has all the same uses, is called the martingale collar. Now, it looks just like a flat collar, but there's an extra like piece, an extra loop to it, where if you clip the leash to it and they start to pull, it actually pinches the collar making it smaller. Now, a lot of times these are compared to a choke collar, and that is not the intention. That is not how they are used. They are actually closer to a flat collar. And what they are designed for is so your dog can't pull out of their collar. So it sits on their neck nice and loose, just like any other flat collar. But if they try to pull while attached to a leash, they can't back out of the collar because it makes it just tight enough so they can't. These were originally designed for dogs like greyhounds and whippets where their like neck and head are all one size. So a regular collar they could slip right out of. But they've really become very popular for all dogs because, you know, when you fit a flat collar onto your dog, you should only be able to uh, fit two fingers underneath of it. And that's pretty snug. And most dog owners don't like how tight that is. So what ends up happening is that dogs pull out of their collars all the time. And these martingale collars prevent that. And that's why for like the everyday collar, this is the one I typically get and recommend. Now for both of these, I recommend the ones with the the quick release. So it clips together. Most of these collars have that where you know it's it's that clip what I don't recommend is the where you have to like loosen it and tighten it to pull it over their head and this is just safety reasons it's called a quick release for a reason you know if if something happens if they get tied up somewhere if you need to quickly get their collar off like you can because they can get caught up in different things dogs playing it can sometimes cause trouble especially because there's a lot of dogs who like to grab other dogs collars they think it's fun and in fact I don't recommend leaving a collar on your dog if they're in their crate unsupervised 
you know, I usually just take it right off, put it on top of the crate so then I can put it right back on them when they come out. Again, this is purely safety reasons. Now, you may be using either of these collars, the Martingale or the flat collar, for their walks. They might be wearing it every day. That's their identification. And it's also what you clip your leash on and you take them out the door to go for their walk. But there are other tools that you may be using or want to use for your walks, especially if you have a puller and you're working on leash manners. There are some other tools you might need. So most commonly, there's the harness. It's just, you know, goes over their head, around their chest, around their back. You clip it. The clip is usually between their shoulder blades and you go out for for your walk. Now, I like the harness more than a neck collar for walks. Again, it's safety reasons. I've just seen a lot of neck injuries um, from a dog pulling. That's why I prefer a harness. I feel that it's safer. Now, the drawback is you do lose some control. With the neck collar, the dog's neck is much more sensitive. So you might have a little bit more control, but again, we have to be really careful about doing it correctly because injury can happen. Where a harness can actually encourage pulling because that's where the dog's strength is. If you think about a husky pulling a sleigh, like it's all in their chest and they might actually be encouraged to pull and we lose some of that control. Now, if your dog isn't a puller and has great leash manners, then it probably doesn't matter. It's probably whatever your preference is. So there's a couple tools that you can use specifically if your dog is a heavy puller while you're working on these leash manners. And one of them is called a head collar or a gentle lead. And that's where it's another type of neck collar, but there's this extra loop that goes over their nose and then the leash is clipped under their chin. And what this does is when your dog starts to pull, it turns their head and they lose that leverage. And they don't like that because then they can't see where they're going and that encourages them to stop pulling. And this can save your arm while you're trying to improve these leash skills. Now, the biggest drawback to this one is dogs hate it. It's uncomfortable for them. I've seen dogs get used to it. I've seen dogs be fine with it, but it takes some work. Most dogs are going to flop down in the grass and try to just paw that thing off of their nose. I've also seen it used so much that the fur on their nose starts to get worn away. But that's why I stopped using it because I found dogs just rejected it all the time. And my go-to for leash pullers is the front clip harness. It's just a regular old harness, but there's a clip in the front on their chest. And it's the same idea where when they start to walk and they start to pull, it turns them around and they lose that leverage. Again, saving your arm making the walk a little bit more comfortable for you while you're teaching them these leash skills. And then when your dog is better at walking on a leash, maybe they're not pulling as much, you can always just clip it right onto the back and then you have a regular old harness. Now the drawback to this is you lose more control. It's a little awkward to use at first for both you and your dog. And sometimes that's what stops the pulling because your dog is like, I don't understand what's going on. Um, And it takes a little bit of getting used to and... So you don't have as much control 
of your dog than you would in a regular harness and or a neck collar. But for me, the reason why this is my go-to despite that is because it because of the effectiveness and the comfort for the dog. And again, it's not meant to be a permanent solution. It's meant to be a solution for now to help you while you teach them leash manners. Now, I've had plenty of clients have them clip the clip it on the front of that harness or even get one of the gentle leads, the dog stops pulling, everybody's happy and they just keep it forever. I am completely fine with that because you will always need something to walk your dog. So if there is a tool that solves your problem instead of instead of using behavior modification to solve it, I'm fine with that. You know, typically I don't like to use tools because what if you don't have that tool with you when you need it? You're always going to have this tool with you when you're walking them. So that works for you and your dog, then that's fine. Otherwise, we tend to use them while we're trying to teach the behavior and then we can go back to the more standard tools like the collar or a regular harness. Now, before I talk about the collars that I don't use and don't recommend, quick note about puppies if you have a brand new puppy. So you definitely wanna get them a collar because wearing collars, wearing leashes is something a dog has to get used to and it's kind of part of their socialization. So your puppy's probably gonna reject it at first when you put that collar on them and you just wanna get them used to it. So what you're gonna wanna do is you put the collar on. Again, getting like a lightweight one is probably gonna work best just because it's gonna be the least intrusive to them. And you play with them, you distract them, you give them treats. They're going to stop and scratch at it constantly. Like that's going to keep happening. But the more you do this, the more you put it on them and let them get used to the feeling, the faster they're gonna, it's going to happen. If you find your puppy just kind of like pauses when you put their collar on, or especially if you put the leash on, that's okay. Distract them with play. Distract them with something fun so they can get used to the feeling and create a positive association with it. Now, when it comes to, do I get a collar? Do I get a harness for walking? Now, that can vary even for puppies because if your puppy is like under 12 weeks old, most likely like they're not into their walks yet. Like the structured walk, they don't really care about it. So it might not really matter what type of tool. Now, I always recommend a harness for walks, but I also understand that sometimes it's hard to get a harness small enough for a puppy and they're not cheap and puppies grow fast. So as long as there's not a whole lot of pulling or yanking or you know pressure on the neck, then a neck collar until you're ready for those walks, until your puppy gets a little bigger might be okay. So let's wrap up with the collars that I don't use and I don't recommend. And I don't think there's gonna be any real surprises here. So it's any kind of e-collar, so that's an electric collar pinch collars, and choke chains. Now, each of these tools are designed to cause your dog discomfort to stop them from doing a behavior. And that type of training always goes in the no column for positive trainers. That's like the opposite of what we do. We want to teach our dogs what we want from them and reward it. It's the difference between your dog wanting to do the right things because they get rewarded for it instead of being scared to do the wrong things because they don't want to be punished for it. And that's pretty much the entire philosophy be 
behind why I became a positive trainer. Now, through my experience, I've also seen these tools, especially the e-collar, cause other behavior problems. You know, maybe it stopped the problem that they wanted to stop, but it then caused other problems. Real quick example, because I'm not going to go into a lot of detail here. I can do an entire podcast episode on this between my own experiences and the scientific research that has been done. And I will do that. So I will save the details for that. But I have seen it where an e-collar was used to stop a dog from pulling and reacting when they saw other dogs on a walk. Now the pulling and the reacting stopped, but what ended up happening is the e-collar battery died and the dog ended up attacking another dog. And this was because the human and the trainer were teaching the dog not to pull, but what the dog was learning is other dogs are bad and he became even more reactive. And that's just one example that I've seen. But at the end of the day, they've been shown to be less effective and There's so many other tools that I just talked about that are not invasive, that teach your dog things in a positive way, that are more comfortable for them and for you. So that's why I don't use these tools. Okay, so again, in the show notes are going to be pictures of all of the tools that I just discussed, just in case you want a little bit of a visual. And you can find that at playtimepause.com forward slash episode 75. And that is all I have for you today. And you can find that at playtimepause.com forward slash episode 76. And that is all I have for you today. If you are enjoying this podcast, you can rate and review it wherever you listen, and that helps other dog and puppy owners find the podcast. If you would like to continue training with me, you can check out my website, playtimepause.com, for all my services from private sessions to my brand new online membership, Playtime Pause Academy, where you get weekly live Q&As, we do challenges and games, and of course, extra trainings on those struggles that you are having. You can find that playtimepause.com forward slash academy. I thank you so much for listening. I'll be speaking with you soon. Bye for now.